beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. No. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful souls. I have my caffeinated bestie in the building. I don't know if you know how much I adore Mimi, a.k.a. Coffee with Curls, a.k.a. No and Me. Get it right. No and Me. And I'm going to let her introduce herself to you and reintroduce herself to some of you because most of you know her. And if you don't, you should. Bella, take the mic. Tell them who you are. <laughs> Hello, gorgeous people. It is your girl Mimi, aka Coffee with Curls, your caffeinated bestie. I'm so happy to be here with Mava Unicorn. Yes, I am Mother. That's what they call me. And I'm so excited to have a fellow New Yorker in the building, a fellow podcaster in the building, a fellow Latina in the building, a curly hair lover in the building. And I have so much to talk to you about. But first, you know, we got to get housekeeping out the way, Mimi. You know what we got to do. So those of you who are subscribed to my Patreon, you are looking at me and Mimi right now. We are on Zoom. We are recording virtually. Look at that. Look at all that sexiness she brought to the table. Yes, you are looking at me and Mimi. And for those of you who are not yet subscribed to my Patreon, Mimi, they have not yet come to their senses. They don't know what we know. Tell them what we know about Patreon, Mimi. Tell them. Y'all need to come through. We have some amazing connections, amazing people, good topics and stuff that I feel that um, is a safe space that matters. Yes. You heard it here first. The caffeinated Betsy said, come on through and subscribe like she has to the Patreon subscription service. And one of the perks of being a Patreon subscriber at the tier that you're on, Mimi, is this. You get a chance to be a guest on the I Said No podcast. And here you are. Tell people about who you are, what you do, where you're from, where they can find you, so forth and so on. Oh my God. Okay. So many things. I'm a podcaster. I am a book lover, heel wearer. <laughs> um, my nine to five, I work in clinical research. And that's what I do in my, um, what did I say? Um, not so fun life, <laughs> but um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, East New York. Uh, hey, uh, currently residing in Houston, Texas right now. And so what else can I share with you? There's so much more. There's so much to say. Now I'm just like tongue-tied. It's all right. And if it comes to you throughout the conversation, feel free to just drop it because I feel like it's important that we give our fellow creative space to advertise themselves when we have them come on our platforms. And it shouldn't just only be at the beginning or the end. Whenever you feel like, hey, I want to remind folk that this is where they can find me, feel free to press the pause button and let it rip, okay? Okay, gotcha. Yes. Okay, cool. So again, you are a native New Yorker, Brooklyn. Yes, Brooklyn. What Brooklyn. up? <laughs> now you're in Texas and Texas now seems to be the holy land, Mimi. At first, everybody was migrating to Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. And then now the pivot is like, everybody, like if you are black, if you are brown, if you want to have a better quality of life, go to Texas, specifically Houston, Texas, which is where yes. you live, right? Yes. How has that transition been for you as a New Yorker who's desperately seeking to leave New York, who's been here born and raised all of her life? Definitely. Mm. You and I have talked about me coming to Houston. I want to yes. know what's the big fucking deal with Texas? <laughs> you know what? I didn't know about the sauce of Texas, Houston. Mm, OK. And I'm going to tell you why, because I actually was supposed to move to Atlanta prior to Texas. Okay. And uh, my husband works in the film industry. And so as you guys may or may not know, like that's a new, uh, Atlanta is like the film industry. Now it's the yeah. black Hollywood is where movies are made. The walking dead. Yes. I is mean, it Tyler Marvel? Perry studio? Tyler Perry yes. studio is in Atlanta where everybody it was is. like choosing to see it as the promised land. So absolutely. And it's a beautiful, listen, like Atlanta, there's a lot of New Yorkers. So you got a lot of New York vibes. It's a great mm -hmm. time. And at the time I was living in Tennessee, we would go there all the time. So I have friends there. I got family there, people that I used to work with. And Unfortunately, the opportunity would not open there. Mm. The time. And so my husband said, what about Texas? I'm like, oh, I don't know about mm. Texas. I've never been there. You know, I was very like, I don't know. And so at the time, we was ready for a change. We were living in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was kind of over it. What does a Latina do in Nashville, Tennessee? Like, what are you talking about, girl? Girl, <laughs> break some barriers for sure. <laughs> break some <laughs> barriers for sure. That's what you do. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And so 
we said, I said, F it. Let's go to Texas. Let's see. I had never, we didn't even come here before moving. We took the chance and we moved. Yes, bravery. And it was, yes. It was the easiest move I made, I'd done in my adult life. It was too easy that I even questioned it. I said, ah, it was meant to be. Mm, mm. Everything, the transferring of the job, the moving was so easy. I mean, everything was just like aligned. I said, okay, once I accepted it and I said, let me just give it a try. Worst yeah. case scenario, go somewhere else, you know? Right, because you're, you're comfortable traveling, you're comfortable moving mm-hmm. about, and that's something we all can learn from you. You're not stuck. I feel like you're an example, a living, breathing example of fluidity and being open to what you can receive through being brave through fluidity. Does that make sense? Yes. It took t- some time now. And so when I was open, I tell you, since I got in here, Listen, every place has its own thing, right? But there was something about Texas where it felt like the the vibe of people, like just the vibe of people, the acceptance, the way they support their artists. I was so impressed by that. Yeah, They love their artists here. And I need that. You know, in the businesses that we're in, New York seems to be saturated and not only saturated, it takes a lot to get the amount of support you need to actually make moves, Yes, yeah. Yeah. And you. I keep I keep hearing that Texas, like you said, not only has the sauce, yes. but they have that connection and that support that you need. And people, I know so many Texans, okay. Mm. Whether it's Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, they're like Stephanie, if you come over here, your business is gonna like phew. I told you that you for sure. I told you that. And I'll be honest, and I get it, right? Because I've been here four years already. Which four years. Wow. Four wow. years. Wow. I've gone, I've gone connections and done projects based out of networking with mm. people. Mm. They, they just thought about me and called me up and said, would you be interested? Right. And there would be things I wouldn't even think people would even think about me. Uh, you know, I was like, wow. And just yeah. also just making friendships and getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And... It's really been a blessing. I'm happy for you. And you always give me hope. And every time I literally had Houston trips scheduled, I would be like, Mimi, I'm coming in two months. We're going to link up. And literally something always, always went wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm manifesting that this will not be the same issue in 2021. Like I want to get in Houston. And I told you before, I want to come not just for the weekend. I want to stay out there for a full week because I want to experience it through, you know, the way I would live. I would be there on a Monday. I would be there on a Thursday. I don't just want to have the turn up or whatever the weekend vibe is. I want to see how I would feel on a random Wednesday afternoon. Agreed. And I would recommend that to everybody. If you plan to go to any city you're interested, don't do the weekend. The weekend is very deceiving. Yeah. Maybe a Monday through Wednesday to get the actual vibe of the city and you'll really get a good feel. And it's just like the cost of living, like what you would pay here. You live really lavish. There's a lot of luxury stuff. You know, know you speak in my language. I like luxury. I like lavish. (laughs) And I want to, I want my dollar to stretch. You know, as a New Yorker, we spend gobs of money to live in boxes, you know, you in do. a building. And you're just like the rent that I pay here. I could have a townhouse. I could have a backyard. I can have mm-hmm. so much more. I could have two floors. I could have additional bedrooms. I could have a better quality of life. And that's what I'm really seeking. And every time we talk about Texas, it seems like you've always displayed or shared that moving there has uh, elevated your quality of life. It has so much. It just even giving me like seeing people of color, black and brown people thrive. Yes. Oh my God. How amazing is that to see people that look like you thriving, owning land, owning restaurants, owning business. Like there's this one lady that owns a nap bar. Did you say naps? Because that's my favorite thing. A nap, (laughs) black owned nap bar. Is there wine at this nap bar? I know. I don't know yet. I need to go and find <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> so she's going to report back to us, beautiful soul. She's going to go take a nap and see if there's wine involved. But if not, we're happy with the naps. Yeah, the nap is fine. But if the wine is there, listen, I'm all in forever. You know what I'm saying? But just like that kind of stuff, a lot of like daiquiri places, just a lot of black owned, black and brown owned businesses. Yeah. Um, the police chief here is Cuban. The, yeah, the mayor is black. Yeah. You know, there's just like that representation that I when I came here, I was like, wow, it's us out here. It's us out here. And that's why I feel like so many people see it as Moses part in the Red Seas. (laughs) He's like, come, my (laughs) children, come, my children. And I want to get there if that's where I'm going to, you know, end up moving to. I want to get there before 
you know, it gets slutted out, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Before, like, everybody in New York, everybody from other places goes. And now it's like a mini New York where it's not affordable, where Mm -hmm. you're like, I could have stayed where I am because now I'm back in the hole that I was. So I'm very interested in it. And I'm glad that you have the experience, the duality of it. You know, you traveled, you live here, you've gone places and you settled somewhere and you're not scared to move. So beautiful souls, if you can take any lesson from my girl, if you can take it, what would it be about releasing yourself from the block you grew up in? Give us a word about that, Mimi. Taking the chance on myself helps somebody else take a chance on themselves. Because every time I go back home, I always get questions in regards to any place I lived, right? And I'm very open about it. And I always say, listen, don't expect New York in another city. Just being honest. You, I need to say that again because, you know, that's what I'm scared of. Because I'm so yeah, used to what I'm used to, the accessibility, the bodegas on the corner. I can yes. get what I want 24 hours a day without a car. And I know when I go to other cities, I have a car, but I'm possibly going to need another one because my husband, we're not going to be able to share because we're going to both need one to go somewhere. So if I need the car and he's not here and he has the car, I can easily hop in an Uber or take a train. Mm -hmm. Of course, prior to COVID, I have not been on public transportation in about seven months. But, you know, New York, the buses and the trains Mm -hmm. are in abundance here. You can literally get anywhere. Anywhere, for sure. Anywhere, but... Texas, um, and like other states, you need more cars than anything. You do. And you know what? Give yourself a chance. If you can go to another city right now and you know you can thrive, like nothing's guaranteed in life, right? But if you know for a fact that you can thrive somewhere else, why not? Why not? Let's thrive. I'm like in this like energy of like, let's thrive. Let's all thrive. There's just so much opportunity out there for all of us. Yeah. And sometimes we got to let it go. And maybe who's to say you don't, you may want to go back to New York, maybe the same five years or maybe not. Maybe you go somewhere else or maybe yeah. you stay, right. but give yourself the chance. Why not? As that's how I see it. I love it. And you, you just, you articulated so eloquently and effortlessly, just like, why not? Why not? Why not expand your horizons? And like you said, New York's not going anywhere or say, for instance, you're not a New Yorker and you're listening or watching this and you're thinking about moving to Texas or somewhere else. Why not leave the land that you were born on? born on, born in, born around. Why not take a chance? And you know, New York is not going anywhere unless we have some end of the world type, you know, situation, which I understand the fear because with this pandemic, we never know. But unless New York got wiped out by, you know, a national disaster, it's going to be here. Your city is going to be there. And you can always visit like you do. I visit all the time. I'm there in and out, you know, because yes. I, I, there's still things, aspects of New York that I love, you know. It's where I grew up. It's my, it's in my blood, you know. Yes. My home. It's, it's a vibe. vibe. Yes. It's a vibe. New York is a vibe, you yeah. know. My bodega. Yes, you know. You see that beauty that. supply store, that bodega. Like, yes. one of the things I asked Mimi when we first started speaking about me moving, I was like... What about the nail salons, the spas, the beauty supply stores? Yes, because you stay late. Yes. And again, that's why I ask you, because I know as a New Yorker that, yes, I should limit my expectations on feeling like I'm I need a New York space. But you also know as a New Yorker, there are certain things that mm-hmm. I do need. I might not have a bodega on the corner, but I need my nail salon. I need my dope petty. I need to know that if I want to go buy another bundle of this hair. I can't. Plenty. <laughs> Plenty full. I'm going to tell you something. You know what I like about the nail shops here? What? You get served wine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You get wine. They have actually nail shops here where they have like a full bar. And you I, get liquor. I, I, t- tell me more because I heard on your latest episode, you had a Shay on there. I was listening. Yeah. I saw you in the nail salon and you guys were talking about how big the bill got because by the time y'all were done, it wasn't even about bills. <laughs> y'all was like, well, how many cocktails did I have over here? <laughs> You get two free. I said that you're on your own. But listen, you know, at that at that point, it doesn't even matter. Like, it's just, it's just such a space. The one that we met, that she had a DJ. Not that day, but they have a DJ. It's just like genius. an experience. It's genius. Mimi, think about it. I'm going to keep you here. You're going to want to design. You're going to want to spend an extra pedicure. You're going to want that spa pedicure because yes. you're not going to want to leave the beats and you're not yeah. going to want to leave these cocktails. So it's genius marketing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've reassured me that there is life outside of New York. There is. And there, you know what? I like that. I'm going to be honest. So here, here's a raw moment. I experienced a lot of luxuries here that I never had in my life. Give me like an example or two. Uh, I'll give you a few, actually, like going to a basketball game at the Toyota Center at a Skybox. Come on, Skybox. Experience. 
I know. All through a friend that I made here, they worked there, they gifted me. Amazing. Tickets. And also I went to go see Mark Anthony there for free. Uh, you I know just... he's got us. Ah, I love him. You know, shout out to that friend that blessed me with that, you know, um, going to the Louis Vuitton store, trying on red bottoms and nobody staring at me looking like I couldn't afford it. Ooh, a moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, say that again, like not being discriminated against just because you step foot somewhere that people don't believe that you belong. Exactly. With my husband mm-hmm. and I got the best treatment. I got free champagne and it was just like. You know, there's been places that I've been to New York that as soon as you step in, they're looking at you. I don't think you can afford this. Girl, before you even get in, they're looking out the window. They like this. <laughs> they like this. Yes. They like this. And then the loss and then the loss prevention guys and girls up in the booth that you can't see is already in a walkie-talkie, like a uh, colored person coming in. Be careful. Let's be real. Let's, be let's real. keep it real. Yeah, let's keep it real. Yes. And so when I went and I had that experience, I was like, oh, what a relief. Mm-hmm. So I feel discriminated. I'm not going to say there's not things that doesn't happen here. Of course. I'm just saying that that to me was a big deal because in New York, anytime I stepped into the, and I knew people that worked in retail, they worked in these stores and still got discriminated. You know, it's like, uh, no. Yeah, no, I love that example. I love that example because that's something a lot of people don't even know they need. Yes. A lot of black people don't know they need that. A lot of brown people don't know they need to be in spaces. And a lot of them don't know they deserve to be in spaces where they're not discriminated, discriminated against just because of who they are. And when you experience it, it's a whole nother wake up call. It is. It's and I love how you, I love how you associated it to luxury. I love how, because whether we want to admit it or not, it is a luxury in this world to not be discriminated against uh, with your skin tone and your skin color and your race and your nationality and your sex. It is a luxury. It shouldn't be a luxury Mm. to be treated fairly and equally, equally and have equity in this world like a white person. But it is. It is. But it is. And you needed it and you got it. And I love that that's a part of what you wanted to share. So thank you. For the breakdown, the moving breakdown from New York to Houston. But you're so much more than that. Yes. You're so much more than a girl who travels, a girl with amazing (laughs) hair, a girl who loves coffee and who and who, in my opinion, needs to have her own coffee brand. I would love to be drinking now that I've been home. I started to drink coffee. I got a little mini coffee maker. I drink it like three or four times a week, as opposed to when we met like two years ago, Mimi, I didn't even touch the thing. Ooh, Mm -hmm. come on to the dark side. I'm coming over to the dark (laughs) side. My friends and my sister hype has been helping me because they're coffee nieces. So they've been helping me like buy this brand, try this, do it this way. But you are the caffeinated bestie, right? Yeah. Yes. Tell us about that before we get into the topic of the show. Why are you the caffeinated bestie and how can we support the caffeinated bestie? Do you have coffee? Do you have merch? Like how do we support you? I definitely have some merch. I have my Coffee with Curls merch is available in my link tree. So come check that out on my Instagram, Coffee with Curls. And I actually am working on having my own coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I am. It's been something I've been kind of keeping a half secret (laughs) in a way because I'm trying to figure out some kinks and stuff. So that is something that I definitely want um, to bring to light. 2021. Yes. And I think about when I think about coffee, right? For me, and I I get this uh, question, why coffee with curls? Is because when I think about growing up and looking at my family, the best conversations with was with un cafecito. Yes. With yes. toasted bread. Mm, butter toasted bread. Yes. And dipping the bread in coffee. Bread in coffee. <laughs> right. And just the best bochinche. Girl, the best, the best over my chocolate cup, girl. Yes, yes, yes. with the rollos in the hair. The rollos, the salsa, the merengue playing in the background, Mm -hmm. and it's just like a vibe. And of course, as a kid, I was trying to listen, you know, even the mama. Let's see, okay. My mama, like, mind your business. This is for grown folks. You like this. Like this, yeah, I understood, you know. (laughs) You talk about me? What? But it's just, it brings me back to that moment of growing up and seeing my family in that space. And to me, it was beautiful, whatever it was. It was the conversation, the time spent and being around each other. I love it. And it makes so much sense for you. Of course, your curls are pa- Pen, your natural curl. You have such a beautiful coil. So when I first met you and found out how much you loved coffee and you don't just be like, oh, I love coffee. You know about coffee. 
I do. Yeah. yeah you know about yeah. coffee. And when we talk about marketing and branding, it just makes so much sense. You didn't try to be someone who you're not. You said, I not only love coffee, I speak coffee. I speak coffee mm-hmm. language. And I have these popping curls that I'm sure almost everyone asks you about or compliments you on. And you put the two together and you created coffees with curl, coffee with curls. And it just makes so much sense to me. And you are just, to me, such a dope human being. I've had the pleasure of meeting you in person. We met through social media and now look at us two years later. I know. I love this. This is the beauty part of IG. Yeah, like the beautiful part of social media when you get to meet people yes. and they are who they are when you meet them in person or yes. better. Yes. You're like, thank God. Yes. Thank God <laughs> she God. is who I thought she would be. <laughs> she lived up to my expectations and exceeded them in some cases. And yeah. I'm just happy that you're here and people get to see what can flourish between women. We're not yes. bickering. We're not catty. We support mm-hmm. each other on so many levels that people can see and can't see. And I'm excited to continue that and grow that in 2021. So now that we've gotten all the intros out the way and people know who we are and who you are, I wanted to talk to you about something you posted recently. So let me pull my notes back up. So you mentioned on your page, you had a meme that said, no one will know the violence. It took me to get this gentle girl. I almost dropped my phone. I said, I need to talk to her about this. I'm going to say it again. It said no one, no one, not you, not me. No one will know the violence it took me to get this gentle. Why did you post that? I get a lot of people like, oh, you're positive. You're putting positive quotes and being positive is is a choice. Say that. Yes. It's really a choice. And not that I don't have any bad days or there's aren't things going on. And I am very different. I mean, I grew up in an environment that was very rough. Violence was very normal. And coming from that and even to unprocess as an adult, those behaviors that I learned, the thought patterns that I learned, the generational cycles of it all, that's a lot of work mm-hmm. that people don't get to see. They don't. And they're just seeing, it's not, I'm not a finished product. I'm a continuous product. Amen. Yes. You know, I'm not a perfect product, but I'm, I'm the better version of who I am every day. But I continue to work on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I used to be very angry. You know, at one point in my life, um, I'm into a very dark place where, you know, one time I did attempt to kill myself, you know, and there's been so many um, levels of me to be who I am now. So I fought for this version of myself. I just I fought for this version of myself. See, this is the kind of conversations I like to have, because as you said, people compliment you on what they see or the part of you that you want them to see. They have no idea what it took for you to post that smile, what it Mm -hmm. took for you to put on that perfume, what it took for you to even groom yourself because depression sometimes does not allow you to do the simple things in life that we take for granted, like bathe, Mm -hmm. right? Brush your teeth, comb your hair, groom yourself with the basic one-on-ones of grooming. So when you posted that, my mind went so many different places Mm -hmm. because when it says no one will know the violence it took me to get this gentle, I took violence and, and and broke it down. Like I said, violence doesn't necessarily mean physical violence. The violence it took for me emotionally to become this gentle, the violence it took for me spiritually to become mm-hmm. this gentle, the violence it took for me financially mm-hmm. to become this gentle. I really started to think like, well, does she think about it the way I'm thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and it's you, all of it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's all of it, right? It's it's all what you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's just not... Um, yeah, because sometimes if you look at violence, you think about, oh, it's this physical Right, you're thinking about somebody beating you up, right. Yeah, and it's not necessary because sometimes the person that beats you up the most is yourself. Right. <laughs> teach the children no and me sometimes the domestic violence relationship that you are in is with yourself you are giving yourself black eyes emotionally spiritually and mentally or sometimes physically you know there are people who physically cut themselves and hurt themselves and harm themselves and on purpose they want to numb whatever pain or they either want to feel some pain that they think they deserve this whole violence that you posted has so many layers and so many levels and you know I'll slit in your DMs ASAP like girl we need to discuss because I feel like there is such a cloud or a mask we always talk about mask removal there's such a mask over the violence that it takes to get gentle 
right? Mm-hmm. There's so much like, I just prayed and, or I just, you know, took a vacation or I just meditated one time mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't want to commit suicide anymore. I don't, I no mm-hmm. longer feel volatile towards myself. And this is the gentle you get. And Mimi was like, no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about those spaces that like meditation, right? If even yoga, even stuff like that, that's like supposed to be healing. A lot of us are not in that space. Mm-mm. So when we walk in spaces like that, it's somebody that doesn't look like me. So they're not going to understand where I've come from to get to even walk into a room yeah. to try to find healing for someone that may not understand how to give healing, you know? And, and I think about that as a guy and older, I'm very um, aware of that. And so I'm trying to be a vessel of, let me be the representation yeah of what we need and and it is all of it like um I just this year I was diagnosed with depression and even with that I thought depression looked like what you see on tv not how I felt and it took me a while to accept it stay there for a second you said some profound things as you've been saying since we started recording so you said two things you said depression didn't look like Mm -hmm. what you thought or what you were trained by media for it to look like what did you think it looked like what you see in the commercials you know like the with the men the latuda Latuda commercial (laughs) when she's just like mommy can you play with me and she's just like no (laughs) yes yes and i'm like that's not me that's not what i thought and then when i started to dig deeper with my therapist i was just like oh oh i can be a functioning depressed i could be someone who is depressed and functioning i can be someone who is living with extreme depression and functioning. I could be partying and depressed. I mm-hmm. could be on this podcast right now and yes. be depressed. I can mm-hmm. be at that baby shower, that wedding, that church service on a Sunday, at that brunch with my girls. I could be right. having sex with my husband or wife and still be depressed. How much of a wake-up call was it for you to get diagnosed as depressed, having this uh, expectation of what depression looked like and disassociating from that expectation? Like, well, that's not me. How did, mm-hmm. how did that hit you when it was like by a professional, your therapist, when she said, he or she said, that is you? Oh, it took me a while to accept it. Yeah, I didn't want to accept it because I'm like, uh, no, I don't. Because my thing is like, I'm not taking meds. You know, I'm not going to do that. I already went. My mind went there immediately. You went to psychiatry. You didn't even stay in therapy. You went to like getting a full psychiatry. (laughs) I went all the way in. I was like, okay. As I sit down for a second. Calm it down. Calm down. Process what's been said. Process. And then why you don't want to accept it. Why don't you want to accept it? And where does this visceral reaction come from? Oh, how I was taught to look at therapy, how I was taught to look at depression, because when you spoke about the joy of the coffee and the rollos and the salsa, I I often have that feeling as well when it comes to bonding with the women Mm -hmm. in my family. But I also have how do I articulate this? I also have memories that are not so good because over that bonding and that bonchincha, somebody who was the family fuck up was getting mm. talked about. And instead of really being a fucked up, it was the person who was depressed. The person mm. who was, you know, the person whose kids were feeling the effects of their depressed, their depression and the aunts and well, and everybody was talking about that person. And I was mm-hmm. just like, if that's what depression is, they saying she depressed. I don't want to be that person. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to really uh, understand that if I looked at my family history, we don't deal with it. Right. Because the way we deal with it is talk about people. We don't, yes. we don't go get help. We say, I look at her, her fucking kid. She always over here crying every time she drinks. Cause I know that's how I was in my family. Like, Oh Lord, people are going to start drinking. She's going to start <laughs> crying and saying, how she yeah. not everybody? and not realizing that this lady was hurting. Yes. We don't know how to help. Right. Because no. something I learned is that you can't expect the help when people don't know how to help themselves. another gem say that again you can't what (laughs) you can't help when you can't help yourself you can't expect help from people Mm -hmm. when you can't help yourself and you can't expect to help from people who don't know how to give the help who never received it Mm -hmm. and who always received it with a transaction attached to it meaning i helped Mm -hmm. you so i'm gonna hang that over your head and you you, owe me yeah you owe me and i'm Mm -hmm. a i'm gonna remind you that you owe me every chance i get how is someone Mm -hmm. depressed supposed to operate 
in yes. that space that is very limited and doesn't give you wiggle room to express and actually receive help without a business deal. Exactly. So how do you, how do you? So for me doing this, I became brave enough to be myself, honor the people that aren't brave enough to be themselves in this and healing process. Cause healing is not beautiful. It's not oh, bath bombs. It's not massages. Say it's it. none of that. They, it's not, it's a part of it, but I love that you went there. Elaborate more because we need to make it clear that mm. a lot of people run away from healing and pain management because it's not sexy. It's not mm-hmm. seductive. It's not a turn on. It don't look good all the time. Now the residual effects of it. Yes. It's like, girl, that growth looked good on you. We had a conversation. Mm-hmm. I thought you was going to snap. You didn't argue. You were able to disagree with me and I, you without it turning into an argument, right? Because mm-hmm. healing and pain management, Mimi, as you know, it, it talks differently. It does. It, it hears differently. It perceives differently. It's not offended all the time. It's not on mm-hmm. defense all the time. So it's not sexy when you're going through it. It's not seductive Mm-mm. when you're going through it. And it's ugly. Give us an example, if you're comfortable doing so, about an ugly time when you were in the midst of it. Ooh, there's so many examples. I'll do a vague one. Okay. Um, my biggest thing was to really start sitting down with my thoughts, Hmm. sit down with my thoughts and understand why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. If something is being said and why I'm always jumping about, um, if I get upset at something and I really, not really thinking, I'm just reacting. Why am I reacting first? Yeah. Cause it's almost like the body feels it first. Yes. Yes. And your mind has to catch up. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Right. (laughs) That's, that's me. It's like my body feels and I'm ready. I'm I'm the Hulk. You know know that's our favorite superhero. (laughs) You know, he's our favorite superhero because we relate to him. We turn green and it's like smash, smash, baby. And I'm like, why am I like this? Like what's going on internally? Right. And you, you know, this. like, as, you go for your own therapy. The biggest thing is about facing yourself. That's all it is. Right. Because it's really not about other people the way our mm-hmm. our damage and trauma tells us it is. It's, it's really about us. It is. I don't want to I don't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> I don't want to call myself out. I don't. You're talking too loud. <laughs> Shut up. Like Shut I, want up. <laughs> I want it to be her fault. I want everything to be my mother's fault. I want everything to be my father's yeah. fault. I want my actions and my reactions to be everybody else's fault. And then you start to learn the difference between reactions and responses. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you start to learn that reaction is like you said, you just move. Your body just moves and you think about it later versus responses. I'm going to sit and think. I'm going to ponder this, assess assess this and take this apart. And then I'm going to move. You start to learn like, oh, I can Mm -hmm. respond. I have the tools. I just didn't know I did. Exactly. And you know what's the biggest thing for me? Choice understanding you have choice speak on it please because you know <laughs> I like the word choice because I named my company better life choice says so you know I like the word choice tell me about choice for you choice. choice I didn't really understand the choice that I had the power of choice the power of choice. okay it was poor power of choice because everything was always somebody else's fault if a bad relationship happened ah it wasn't me you know we never want to take responsibility me included. It was that person. He was a dick. He was this or that or whatever it is. Even like, I, I didn't really grow up with a good uh, relationship with my mother. Okay. And that's really something that I had to help heal within myself. Okay. And that also gave me an insight. And so I was able to step back and look at her as an individual. Cause sometimes we look at our parents as not people. Yes, because they are our parents. We put them on this pedestal. And you know how I feel about a pedestal. Fuck your pedestal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And understanding that maybe she didn't understand that she had power of choice. And if she did understand that, that her life would be so different. Hmm. So what can I do as for me as an individual at this at this point? Like, I don't have to continue to choose to be in demise. Mm, 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 mm. I don't have to continue to choose. And then whoever you are listening or watching, you can fill in that blank. So whatever Noemi chose, whatever Stephanie chose to or not to do, you fill in that blank for you. It doesn't have to be what we choose or don't choose. Mm -hmm. And you're so right. We're given the freedom of Mm -hmm. choice. That's one of the most underrated liberations that we have. Mm -hmm. I can choose to disengage from this conversation. 
I do not have to argue back. I do not have to text mm-hmm. back. I do not have to initiate this toxic text because mm-hmm. I'm in the mood to stir up yes. some shit. Like I'm in the mood to be poisonous to someone's life. We have a choice to stay mm-hmm. at this job or this relationship or not. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you really understand that, because that takes a while, I believe you haven't grown up understanding that. No, who gave that tool to you? Nobody. Yes, nobody. Yeah. I, for me, it changed my whole perspective of everything. Yeah, it's one of those eye openers that punches you in the face. Mm-hmm. Even if you know the word choice. And, and, and it goes back, you know, we New York hip hop. It <laughs> goes back to meets a black sheep. You could get with this or you could get with that. You could get with this or you could get with that. You could get with this or you could get with that. I think you get with this because this is where it's at, right? Yes. Where is it at for you? That's the choice. Like, listen to Black Sheep and he asks you at this. You could get with this because this is where it's at. Where is it? This is at for you when in terms of peace and happiness and safety and sanity. And that's how you make the choice. What Mm -hmm. is going to really relieve a lot of the stress that I put on myself, not the stress other people put on you, Mm -hmm. the choice for me to make for myself instead of arguing with people, hoping that they'll make the choice for you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. And you can't control other people. You control yourself. You can't. And I want to control other people so bad. Mimi, like so bad. (laughs) I do. No, but you can't. And I had to learn that too. Listen, because, oh, I am, especially like in the workspace, I've been like a perfectionist Mm. and I was very guilty that if people didn't do the work, like I did the work, that was incorrect. And I had to let that go. I was like, what the hell did this come from? Why are you like this? And why people are not like you and they're not going to be. And that's okay. And it's okay. Let it go. You're having stress you don't need. You know, you just spoke to me because that's something I picked up from my childhood, like many things. And I got that from my mom and her mm-hmm. and her mother and my aunts and the women around me and, and not even only women related to me, women in the church that I grew up in. There was always a way, say, for instance, even in the cooking ministry in the church, when, you know, we went to sign up and volunteer, it's like you butter the biscuits this way. And it's just mm-hmm. like, but it's butter on it. Not that I'm just throwing it on there. And I'm using that as a frivolous example to indicate for people, for people to indicate and go back and say, where did I get this in my life? Not just in my household, that happy wife, happy life narrative that says, if you do it her way, then it won't be a problem. That's where we're absorbing, absorbing all of this stuff. It's like, you taught me the recipe. Great. I'm going to follow it. Thanks for the arroz con pollo recipe. Got Mm. you, heard you, love you. Okay. But if I decide it needs a little less salt, don't tell me that, you know, I'm a failure and I did it wrong because I, I internalize that. And then when I go into my workspaces or in my relationships and my marriages and my friendships and people do not wash the dish the way I want it washed, girl, you know, I'm speaking to myself. Okay. I'm speaking to myself too, because you and my husband, when he washed the dishes, I'm like, like the, I put the knife down, right? But he keeps it up. Come up. What is I that? I do I let it go. I let it go. I'm going <laughs> to let it go that? until I get cut on my finger. Then I'm going to punch him in his Because <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing this? Why do you do this? And he washes the dishes a certain way. And you know what? Yeah. I was like, if I'm getting help, mind your business. Why does it have to be my way? Where did I get that from? And again, you have to go back and assess who around me flipped out every time things weren't done their way. Mm. And I had to realize that I started to define things right based on my way. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, if the dish is clean, now if the dish is not clean, that's something completely different. But if the dish is actually clean and it's not cutting anybody, it's not hurting anybody, why am I enraged? Like, I'm ready to get a divorce. Like, I can't take this anymore. (laughs) You know what? Throw this whole relationship out. 10 years out. I can't stand you. Oh my God. They be looking at you like, girl. Calm down. (laughs) Calm it down. Calm down. Bring it a notch. Yes, but it's the power to choose to say, though I have these feelings Mm -hmm. of me wanting him or her to do things the way I want them to be done, are they done well? Mm. Is the mission complete? If the mission is to clean the dishes, have has that been done? Right. Yes. If it's done, the choice needs to be made that I need to thank someone for participating mm-hmm. in this and just walk away. That's it. 
It's so okay. hard though, Mimi, because I don't want to walk away. I want to tell you two things. <laughs> Let's keep it real, okay? I feel you because I'm like that too when like my clothes get washed and my husband just puts them in a pile and I'm just like, why wouldn't you fold, fold them, right? And I'm just like, okay, you got to pick your wars, right? It, it comes to a place in life where you got to pick your wars. I'm like, is it this serious Yes. No. You know, I got to kind of talk to myself and be like, yes. all right, let it go. Oh, let I talk go. to myself out loud, internally, all that, all the time. And that's okay <laughs> because there are times I need to flush some things out. And that's the importance of having dialogue or writing things down. You got to mm-hmm. get it out. As Erica Badu says, write it down and shit gets real. express it for it to get real. Even if you have, sometime I give some of my clients assignments who are not writers, because let me say this to those of you who are listening for the first time. And maybe those of you who need a reminder, whoever your source of counsel is, if it is a life coach, such as myself, if it's a therapist, if it's a psychiatrist, whomever it is, you should not be a one size fits all client. Mm. So if you're not a writer, Writing assignments are not to be given to you if the assessment and intake portion of your client, uh, partisa, what do you call it? Your client therapist, your client provider, your client mm. provider relationship should be assessing how you learn, how you move so that you can actually get the right treatment plan for you. Right. So I don't mm-hmm. always give writing assignments because some people don't write. So I often recommend Mimi that they do voice notes. Mm hmm. I do that. Yeah. Some people ain't here for the diary, the journal. Mm -hmm. Guess what? We're all on our phones all day. Do a voice note. That can be your journal. And then you can go back and actually more than see the writing. You can hear your tone. Mm -hmm. You can hear the anger or the pain or the joy or the sadness or the pleasure, whatever it is that you're sharing a voice note about. And I think it's really important to talk to yourself, whether in your phone, in a journal, on a piece of paper, or just to yourself in your freaking living room or in the shower so that mm-hmm. you can flush those thoughts out. I think that's a choice as well. It is. I actually do um, affirmations to myself. So I talk to myself, record it. Um, I journal as well. So I do both. But the affirmation, I talk to myself so I can hear myself being good to me. Ooh, say that again. What you talking me? Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> so you can do what to what? Be good to me. You just said so I can hear myself be good to be me. Be good to me. Yeah. All right. I can't even. So <laughs> when is the guys now my whole now you got a whole nother topic. I need a whole nother show. You going this this is coming to our Patreon call and you leading this. You're gonna help me with this. How do you how do you show yourself? I gotta word it right. Like, how do you know you're good to you? What do you use? What tool you use? So you said you use it so you hear yourself be good mm-hmm. to yourself. Yes. I love that so much. It's in your own voice. It's not a yes. book you read by Stephanie, Mm-mm. the life architect. It's not a podcast yeah. you heard Stephanie say those, those, though that is helpful. What do you give to you from yourself? I give goodness to myself. I encourage myself because <sighs> what happens is I, I've experienced where um, if I'm doing something and I'm looking for someone to clap and say, you're doing a good job and I haven't gotten that. And so how do you switch that so you don't um, expect it from other people? It's the expectation. Yes. And if I was, if I had a a best friend, how would I talk to me? Yes. That's it. That's That's the key. That's That's the key. Anytime someone asks you, if you're listening or watching Beautiful Soul, anytime someone asks you, like, how do I start loving myself? How do I be kind to myself? How do I forgive myself? Ask them, how would they do whatever they're asking you? Fill in that blank. How would they do that to someone they cared and loved about? And if you want to take it to take out someone they personally know, how would you do that if if an infant baby was abandoned on your doorstep? How would you Mm -hmm. nurture that child? How would you assure that child that it was going to be okay? What would you do? I would pick it up. Well, when's the last Mm. time you held yourself and picked yourself up, like physically held yourself? I would sing to it. When's the last time you sung a lullaby to yourself? I would affirm the baby, the boy or the girl, and let them know, like, you're going to be okay. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you're safe. I'm going to give you shelter. I'm going to feed you tonight. You're going to sleep here tonight. Why aren't you talking to yourself in that way and then doing those things? Why aren't you cuddling yourself in your sleep? Why aren't you singing yourself a lullaby? Why aren't you feeding yourself a healthy, nourishing meal that you would do to someone who is in need. And if you love yourself like that, it naturally comes out and people, you can't sit there and say you love other people when you don't love yourself. You know, (laughs) you are just spot on tonight. And even, (laughs) even if you do love other people, if you don't love yourself, you don't really know how to receive the love. 
mm-hmm. from other people. And you'll always make the choice to sabotage that love in some way. You'll yes. either push it away or you'll say it's not enough mm-hmm. because you don't even know what it is to give it to yourself. You don't know what yourself needs, mm-hmm. right? In the form of love. So when you're receiving it, it's like it's either going to be too much or not enough. Agreed. And once again, this is uh, something I had to learn because I didn't grow up in a loving home. You know, and when you have to really pay attention how you've grown up and your behavior. Yeah. Because it reflects that. It comes out. Absolutely. It does. And I'm like, why am I doing these things? I'm like, I don't want to do those anymore. So I want to change that. I want to change yelling at him about them damn dishes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. I'll keep that. Let me ask you. You know, I'm I'm the righteous ratchet queen. I want to know. You you from New York, so you got some ratchet in you too. Okay. Of course. (laughs) Can your righteousness include some of your old ratchet ways? Can that still be considered healthy? So you talked about choices. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, you know, people don't know how much violence it took for you to get, you know, to the place that you are now. Can some of your ratchet ways, not necessarily violent, toxic ways, Mm -hmm. but some of those ways, like maybe the kitchen dishes argument, can some of those ratchet ways still be included or considered in your health, your emotional and mental health journey? I think so. I think it's part of me. It's part of who I am. Like okay. you can't duality. Everything's duality. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I like to still shake my ass and talk. Perfect. I'm very raunchy. Like what people don't know about me is I'm very raunchy. Well, I believe that because <laughs> do you even understand how central your voice is? I do. Do you? I, I, I do. feel like you need to do phone sex. Like, I've I, been offered that a lot for many and years. You said no. <laughs> At the time, I didn't understand, but now call me. <laughs> girl, we can set you up a website. You are full girl six here. Like, you are so central. And even sometimes the way you enunciate your words or your words at the end of some of your words, you purr. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes, I do. <laughs> and you know, and the older I get, the more I step into that. Love it. And feel more comfortable about that. Yes. And it's something that, like, I send like the most, I'm going to start tagging you. I feel like the raunchiest, like, um, memes to my friends and Girl, stuff like that me. i'll yes. send them to you and i've always been like it's so funny when i was going to school like i had a girlfriend that used to always come over because we used to go walk to school together and i used to open the door in my bra on. she's like what the hell it's like it's just you like just yeah you just my friend you she ain't me because i'd be like yo so you gonna whip out a titty like i, I take it out <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm, I'm, so, I'm everything. I'm soft. I could be raunchy. Yeah, I like seeing people having a good time. There's still that stuff about me that I still talk that shit. Yeah, sure. You still talk yeah. that shit, and I feel like you would still <laughs> slap a chick too. I feel I, like- yes, and yes, and sometimes I tell you what. When I first moved to Texas, I had to chill because I had road rage. Mm. And, and you in an open people. carry state. That's an open carry open state. state. Yes. And my husband had to have a conversation like, you need to chill because people get shot for that shit here. I'm like, mm. you like to say New York. I got a conversation. New York, chill, chill, <laughs> chill. So, yes, even though I'm all this Zen, yes. <laughs> still there. Yeah, still there. I, I agree with you. Duality is important. And Zen to me and self help and self love and evolution and healing and pain mm. management, and all the lovely buzz phrases we'd like to say I do not think that that includes anything perfection based and I also Mm. don't think that include that takes away from anything uh that you consider fun that's relatively healthy meaning that won't put Mm -hmm. you in a grave right that won't harm your family I don't think a woman loving her sexuality expressing her sexuality in a healthy way a consensual way I don't think any of that is even considered ratchet I know the world you know, does consider that and put it in the ratchet category. But I don't, I don't think that we should be labeling, you know, things that are not meditation based ratchet. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. know? Uh I don't get that. Things that are not, things that are not right winged Republican and straight laced. And, you know, what do they call them? Squares and things things that are just so vanilla. 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not vanilla. Listen, I, I'm definitely not vanilla, but you know, I, I'm, I'm all of it. I like to have big hair, you know, nails. Yeah. I've always had, even in the corporate world, I've always had these girl, yes, nails. nails, red lips. I stay with some, <laughs> some little hoops for me, you know, my hoops in my shoulder, throw on a turban. Absolutely, I'm yes. wearing that work and all that. My construction, New York tantrums, like all of it. Yes, and I wear stilettos every day when I go to work, you know, because that's my thing. Yes, you know, but I got my Tim's and I got Tim's heels too, because okay, variation, you know, yes, all of it, all of it, all of it. Yes, you can have duality, it is important to keep some components from your pre-healing life, Mm -hmm. your pre-pain management life. It's important to say, well, this I liked. And Mm -hmm. I know the world might label this as ratchet, or I know this might be frowned upon, but it didn't hurt anybody. And I'm allowed to be kinky. You know, I'm allowed to be what other people think is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm allowed to have threesomes. I'm allowed to have an OnlyFans. I'm allowed to have my toes sucked if that's what I yes, like. Yes, you know? do it. Listen, do it. I, I'll say this funny because talk about toes. I got requested, so funny, because I, I used to post pictures of my shoes, right? Yes, so yes. I got this odd DM <laughs> for me to step on little cars, like the toy cars with my feet. How much they was paying? It was all right, but you know, my husband wasn't cool with the other stuff because I showed him, like, look, look at this. I will be down. <laughs> right. If I'm only, I'm literally only walking on a car. <laughs> yeah, like little Hot Wheels or something. You yeah. Know? It's nothing crazy. Yeah, it was too funny. And it was like some kind of feet magazine. Let me tell you something. F- foot fetishes are real. They're like, real. These girls is making money, money. on OnlyFans with these white pe- <laughs> pedicures. Okay. These white toes. Okay. Yes. And these ankle bracelets and these toe rings, which sounds like my feet anyway. <laughs> exactly. making money. Um, exactly. Let me tell you how, let me have my husband talk to yours because Denny would have been like, she going to step on some Hot Wheels tonight. <laughs> <laughs> especially toys. Yeah, he'd have been like, especially because she's not showing no body parts other than her feet. He, he'd have been like, listen, how much? Ask for more. Let me go to toys, uh, Target and get you a few hot, you going to step on some. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's do Yes, you should be allowed to have the duality in your life for your life. You should be allowed to have enjoyables that other people believe are taboo. They label righteous wrong, a sin. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to just decide, like Mimi said, the choice is yours. You have to decide if this brings you joy and it hurts no one. And I mean, hurts no one, including yourself. It doesn't hurt Mm -hmm. your body. So this is not a, um, uh, a disclaimer for you to go and be like, oh, Stephanie said I could go sniff all the coke I want. Oh, no. No, we not. I, I, I'm just using that as an example. For those of you who do coke, don't get offended and don't DM me. Like if the shoe fits, <laughs> wear it in every color. I'm, I'm not doing that with y'all. What I'm saying is I'm using that as an example because people will use what we say on these shows, right? Mm-hmm. On these podcasts, on our platforms to justify unhealthy behavior for them and their family. No, that's not what Mimi and I are saying. We're saying Mm -hmm. it's okay to have beautiful things in your life that other people don't deem as beautiful. That's right. And that's a part of your journey too. I have one more question for you. Why at this point can you no longer afford to respond with violence the way you used to? Why at this point? Like you started your healing journey, which you said you're on a continuous one. There's no ending for that, Mm -hmm. which is another great point that I want people to know. There is no ending to growth. Mm-mm. As soon as you figure out something else, as soon as you figure out something, excuse me, something else will come that you might need to work on. And it might not even be about you that needs to be worked on. A friend, your spouse, mm-hmm. a family member, a coworker. It might be time to move again, right? It might be a job loss, a death. Life happens. God allows his universe to move without our permission. So at this point with all of that, why is it important? for you to say, I no longer can afford to respond with the violence the way I used to. I'm not the same person. So my reaction at this point is not going to be the same. Mm. And why revert back to toxicity that doesn't serve me? Yeah, That's what it really is. And so I'm only going to take myself 10 steps back for something, for someone or whatever triggered that it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, you can't afford to respond. And it's important for you not to respond to certain things anymore that was deemed violent because it's not worth it. It's just not. It's not. I don't know about you, but when I do have those moments where I do respond, because again, Mm. we're human. There's no Mm -hmm. perfection here on this microphone, guys. There are Mm -hmm. times I do feed into the argument. 
There are mm-hmm. times we do get into it. There are times where I am texting back. My thumbs are like, I'm on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. There are times I feed into it. The recovery time for me, Mimi, the recovery time for me not to feel guilty, the recovery time for me to not overanalyze. Did I go too far? Did I say too much? Do I owe him an apology? Do I owe her an apology? Could I have said it differently? I know better. Why am I doing this? All of that mm-hmm. is what's not worth it to me. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because mm-hmm. I'm the same way. And then I feel bad. And it's like this little cloud that it just won't go away for a while. And for what? Yeah. For what? I'm going to think about it anyway. So I might might as well think about it first, assess it first, mm-hmm. right? I might as well learn to respond, take a beat, be emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. and then go into the proceeding instead of reacting and having so much residue. Oh my God. Last time I got into something, it took me two weeks. Ooh. It was... It felt like two years. It took me two weeks not to have. And of course, it got better as the days gone on. But it took me two whole weeks. And I remember like, oh, my God, I had this dark cloud of guilt, mm. questioning, overanalyzing, nervousness. Like, should mm. I text her? I know she's my friend, but like, is this enough space for her? Like, am I the one who's supposed to reach out? Is it good? It was just so much. Ugh, it was mental gymnastics. Yeah. Yeah. And I was there in September. So I understand you get it. I do. And I was there and I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. It's questioning everything. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It's not worth it for me to go there. There are things that are beyond my control and your control. As I stated, God will throw things at you where you can't control and you will be sucked in. But the beauty of growth is that it doesn't mean that you're not growing if you got in it and then paused if that makes sense. So a lot of people think, oh my God, I did text back. Like Mm -hmm. I already, I'm a failure. All all the therapy doesn't work. It's like, no, here's the choices that Mimi was talking about. You have a choice to press pause. Even if you initiated it, even if you got into it after someone else initiated initiated it, you don't have to continue. Mm -hmm. And don't revert back because honestly, it's okay to fuck up. Amen. It is. It really is. You can't be on a thousand every day. And some days you're just going to revert back. That's just what it is. It's human nature. Somebody's going to trigger you. And, you know, being positive all the time can be exhausting for some people, especially for people like us who who weren't bred in positivity. I'm not talking to you people who positivity is your default setting. No, I'm mm-hmm. talking to us New Yorkers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people like us who pop off first and have no yeah. concept of positivity first. That's not our control or delete. That's not how we move mm-hmm. first. We punch you in the face first, drag <laughs> yes. you out your Acura, right? Pop off <laughs> the Acura. Yes, yes, the Acura. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I like, drag a bitch right out her Acura, right? We, we, yes. we mask it away. We drink it away. We smoke it away. We sex it away. Yes. We argue it away. We ruin whole Thanksgivings. We ruin kids parties. I'm talking to uh-huh. those people mm-hmm. like us who were bred in those environments who positivity was like, what's that? Oh, Thanksgiving. Like, I, oh, I talk about that too. Like, ooh. <laughs> girl, that's a whole different, that could be a whole episode. Thanks. Girl, it is. You know how I like to say every year, the macaroni, the cheese, the mess, the cottage, and the chaos, the bedding and the pain. Like, oh, they show their ass. I was like, girl, anytime, that was part of it. anytime the group was together and, you know, on Thanksgiving, how we do, it's not just food. You know, it's abundance of liquor. The weed is yeah. all over the place. The edibles yes. was popping. And when I, was up, when I was growing up, my aunts and them swore we didn't know. They was doing uh, sniffing their coke in the room. Like, let's mm. be clear. The adults was doing what they do. And then some of them were reckless, like right on the kitchen table. Like, fuck it. Just turn mm-hmm. around. Can't mind your business. So there's inebriated, unhealed folks mm-hmm. coming together as a dysfunctional family. You really think nothing's going to pop off? Oh, it pops off. It pops off. Oof. I remember, short story, one year, my aunt said something real slick to me. And I said something real slick uh-huh. to her. And I, okay. I was like, at least I'm not like so-and-so. And her face, I was like, ooh, this is about to pop off. Like the whole <laughs> energy in the room. I was like, mm-mm. Time to go. <laughs> We're done here. Let me take my to go play. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. here because it's about to go off. She's about to pop off on me and we're about to pop. And this is not a good. 
No, it's not good. Because if you pop off on me, my mother don't care that you her sister. I'm her kid. She going to pop off on you. Uh-huh. And then your kid, which is my cousin, think he or yeah. she going to say something to me. Then I'm going to have to drag him or her. And now, yeah. it's, and then, well, I got to come and be yeah. like, what the hell's going on? Now the uncles are coming. Theo is like, y'all sit down like, like, it just goes <laughs> too much it just goes too much much. yes yeah and that's not what we you know want for our lives we were put in those situations and we didn't know what peace was we didn't Mm -hmm. know what happiness was we didn't know what positivity was so our default setting was to react and pop off and now we choose peace now we choose peace now we choose peace and it's not Mm -hmm. easy because we have those default settings and we're choosing to rewire ourselves slowly it's like taking apart a computer yeah you know it's taking apart a computer in your heart and in your mind and your soul and you're rewiring things so cheers to the rewiring cheers to you posting that fantastic quote about how people don't understand the violence it took for you to get this gentle cheers to your gentleness Thank you. You're welcome. And you sharing your gentleness. I'm just very appreciative of your transparency and your ability to convey with your sweet, sexy, sultry voice. (laughs) (laughs) Your ability ability to convey what, you know, reality looks like for certain people like us. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy journey, but it's a doable one. It is. It's possible. It's possible. Now, quickly, before we go, before you tell people again where to find you, give me like one of the highlights, something you've benefited from, from this violence to gentle journey. Tell me something that you do differently that benefits not just you, maybe your husband, your friends and your surroundings. The ability to be able to, to communicate. Mm-hmm. I think we don't we don't we underestimate the power of communication or really understand it. To, to be able to convey my words in a way that can be heard. Yes. Articulation is important because we were like, she doesn't understand me. It's like, mm-hmm. but did you speak in a way where you could be understood or did you just? Blah, blah, blah? Yes. And the love language, understanding somebody's love language. Love language, communication style, learning style. These I'm always uh, taken aback a little bit when I speak to people, especially clients, because in a part of my questionnaire is you have to like before your first session with me, if you haven't, I provide you with the free uh, online links. You have to take the love language quiz. You have to take the learning style quiz and you Mm -hmm. have to work with me to assess what your communication style is. So like I said, if you're not a writer, writing someone a letter does nothing for them. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not a reader, you don't read books. You don't really read anything. Your audio books only. Someone needs to leave you a voice note. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to learn how to communicate. You're exactly right. For me, one of my highlights is it, it's a part of communication. I think I touched on it earlier. It's me understanding that every disagreement is not an argument. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's me not taking it personal when someone has different viewpoints than me, even about my situation. It, I used to feel like my worth was compromised when someone disagreed with me, if that makes sense, that mm-hmm. it, that they weren't disagreeing with the situation. They were saying that my thoughts were stupid, that I wasn't worthy of having a conversation, that my viewpoints didn't matter. And that's not what people were saying at all. And it took me a while to get to that point that if someone says no, it's not they're saying no to me, the person they're saying no to the opportunity in the situation. If someone's saying I don't understand, it's not that they don't understand me as a being as a whole. They don't understand what I'm saying or conveying in the moment. And that has helped me in my relationship so much because I'm no longer offended Mm. because I don't think that they're trying to offend me. Yeah. That's and that's a good one too. Yeah. Because I learned that too. Like to separate, we can disagree and it's okay. Nobody thinks like you. Yep. We can. Now like, can we say this though? A caveat? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about racism. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. We're not talking about no. justice. Because no. you know, a lot of these people want to be on here like, well, we can agree to disagree. No, Susan, about no. cookie flavor and ice cream <laughs> flavor, yes. yes. Not about equity in America. No. no. Uh, but yes, in our daily relationships, personal and professional, you know, I just mm-hmm. don't have to agree with Mimi. And it doesn't mean that I don't like her. 
That's doesn't right. mean that she doesn't have great points. It doesn't mean that her opinions don't matter. It just means that we don't see eye to eye. And that's okay. It's okay. It's it really okay. is. It really yeah. is. Ah, deep breaths, Mimi. This was good. This was this was amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for agreeing to come on the show. And thank you for just being a dope presence in my life. I look forward to speaking to you. I look forward to seeing your face. I look <laughs> forward to any time we have an interaction. Your DMs always warm me. You always are supportive at the right time, even when you don't even know it. Aww. And I just want you to know you hold a special place in my heart. Thanks to Instagram. I know, ditto. I love that we connected because we just like vibed right away when we met that time in Harlem. Yes. And we was there for hours. Hours, hours. She was like, I'm coming to New York. I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a day off. You want to meet in Harlem? And I, you were like, uh, yeah. And we went and got wine and burgers. And yes. We stopped eating and stopped drinking a conversation. I'm like, oh my God, we've been sitting here for like four, three, four hours. <laughs> yes, we were. And that's going to continue because listen, I, when I get into a good convo, unless they kick me out. Girl, <laughs> next time we got to get an Airbnb. Yeah. Like retreat type stuff. Like just come stay. Come yes. stay. You got your space. I got my space. Let's order some food or cook some food. Let's pop the bottles, get in our fuzzy pajamas and just have some girl time. Oh, I would love that. Listen, yes. we need that. Yes, Absolutely. we need that. And I'm it down. could be in Texas too, you know, because I'm trying to get up in Houston. Come through. There's some beautiful Airbnbs out here. You know yes. what I'm saying? We yes. can stay anywhere. and yes. just stay downtown, wherever. Yes. yes. Let's just make want. sure it's warm because you out here in a hoodie in Houston talking about it's like 50 degrees all of a sudden. But tomorrow's going to be 63. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't listen. You can have in one day you can have all four seasons. Are you kidding me? In the wintertime. Yes. Girl, because when it's hot in the summer, it's hot. Oh, it's hot. But is it oppressive heat? Like, because, you know, I sweat. Like, you see me wiping my face now. I always get, like, the T-zone oily situation. Mm. Well, I be like, well, first of all, air conditioning is standard everywhere. It is. Yes, it is. So unlike New York, you don't have to buy your own little box and put it Mm. in the window. No, no, no. All the apartments you get and pretty much have central AC. Thank God. Thank God. And then, you know, you're in your car. You see, right? But July and August is brutal. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah. So when I get my Airbnb in the summer, I has to have my own pool. I already have some saved in my favorites on Airbnb because I'm coming. You're coming. Yeah. April is beautiful. It's like 85. April, May is like 85. Perfect. The weather's like pleasant. Like you really get long, nice, pleasant weather. What about March, my birthday month? Is it hit or miss? Okay. I think it's pretty warm. Okay. Yeah, you talking I, about me, you know, like for me is warm. If other people might be cold. I'm like, for me is warm. Yeah, know? no, I just need like 70. I want to get in the pool. Like I want to go yes. swimming. I just want to be able to be like, it's warm enough for me to get in with my glass of wine and just like float around. Yes, calm. Yes. They, they have a pool here at, at the marquee and it's shaped like Texas. <laughs> oh my goodness. The whole yes. pool yes. is shaped like Texas. Yes. yes. No, I will be out there. And when I'm out there, you are the first person I'm hitting up and I'm looking forward to what's going to come because I can see you having an event and I get to fly out and support you like you flew out to New York to support me and ISM Pod Live last year. So I'm looking forward to returning the favor and um, just being in the audience cheering you on like you did for me. <laughs> I- I'm excited Absolutely. for you. And girl, when that coffee drop, holla at us. Please. I will. Of yes. course. You'll be the first one to know when it's finished and yes. it's done. Listen. I definitely know. Yes. If you're looking for Brandon ambassadors girl yes i got you affiliate programs <laughs> you know i'm here drinking my tea in the morning i mean my coffee in the morning like coffee with girls i'm looking forward to you have yes. a dope logo i'm looking forward to your packaging i know it's hard work yes. to get all this stuff together but i believe in you your community believes thank in you. you and we support you and thank you for being on the i said no podcast thank you for having me it's you're welcome honor. drop your handle really quickly again and where they can find you Coffee with Curls on everything IG, Twitter, Facebook. And then on there, I have my link tree with all the information where you can find my merch, my podcast, and upcoming events. You heard her. Coffee with Curls. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, saints and sinners, beautiful souls. This has been the I Said No podcast. Love yourself always in always. Mimi, Esther, Mother, Unicorn. We out. Peace. Yes.